What's up and welcome back to another edition of Major League Talk, episode 32, the Shaq edition, the Shaquille O'Neal edition. I'm your host, J.D. Johnston. Alongside me always is the Houdini himself. Dino, how are we? Good. How are we doing, J.D.? With us also always is the one and only, the great, De Palma. How are we, boys? Yo, what up, fellas? How we doing? Just living the dream in PA, boys. Facts. So before the pop, before we started recording, me and De Palma had a little similar similarity that we were going to talk about today. Oh, uh, uh, JD, you can take it away, brother. Yeah, little thought before we start. Like we always go through these little bit of thoughts. Why do people at concerts feel the need to especially especially Snapchat a little bit more of our Instagram? At least for me, De Palma, I don't know about you, but to Snapchat the entire concert when they go to a concert, I don't need to see the whole concert. Because I didn't buy a ticket, therefore I didn't want to go. And I didn't need to buy the ticket because I'm getting the whole concert on your social media page. Do you guys agree with me on this, that it's insane? Oh, dude, I think it's absolutely bonkers. So, like, the the thing that prompted me uh, talking about this, J.D., was the Backstreet Boys came to Hershey, PA, and I'm like... Backstreet's back... All right, dude. I couldn't tell you. I could, dude. I couldn't tell you how many Backstreet back. All right, captions I saw and shit too. Um, but dude, yes. Yeah, so like I, I grew up at you know, it was like middle school and Backstreet and NSYNC. Like all the boy bands were just like fire, dude. Like everyone loved them. Like I loved them when I was in middle school too. Like who didn't? But like literally, I think every single person I knew on my Instagram was at that concert, especially all the women. And oh my god, dude, like. You know, one or two snaps or one or two Insta stories. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Like, uh, yo, I do not need to see 30 or 40 Insta stories of BSB killing it up there. All right? Come on. Yeah, that's a pet peeve of mine, dude. Big time. But, but to be honest with you, how people use Snapchat and Instagram nowadays just pisses me off. <laughs> so, like, I don't even, like, that topic's going to bother me. I'm going to get pissed. Is this going to trigger you? I'm triggered now. I'm sweating. You know what kind of start, is starting to trigger me is CrossFit videos, bro. Doing the, sa- the same thing. Like, dude, I don't need to see you going to work out and, like, looking like a fool out there, like, doing all sorts of crazy exercises and shit. Like, dude, like, who wants to see all that, man? I'm not a big fan of that either. I don't, I like... I just don't get it, bro. It's like, I just feel like that's so, like, attention-driven. 100%. It's like, look, I... Look at me six months ago. Look at me now. Like, bro, like, you're married. Like, get the, get the satisfaction from the person you're married to. I feel you, bro. All right, Star- I'm, I'm good. Starting, I feel better. Yeah, yeah. Thank starting, you. Starting off this podcast with uh, sports now, the Pittsburgh stud, the closer, the all star, Felipe Vasquez. Man, what's going on, De Palma? You want to talk about that? Uh, I really don't, because it, it disgusts me to no end what he's accused of and what he's been arrested for. These aren't just you know pure accusations. They had enough to arrest the man. Um, I believe down in Miami when they did it. Uh, it it's just absolutely mind you know boggling to think you know someone that you know you obviously don't know him but like you see him out there and he's great and he looks like a fun loving dude but like man it is not good what he's being accused of uh i believe they're saying uh this girl was 13 when the relationship started and she's currently 15 so it's been going on for a while uh 
Jeff Passan just reported that he met her when he was in the bullpen in Pittsburgh. Like uh, she was like a fan around there. So it's just disgusting to even think about what is going on with that. Uh, baseball wise, uh, it's horrible for my, <laughs> the organization that I love because they're you know he's damaged good damaged goods. He's going to be released. He may get his work visa suspended and never be able to come back to America. Uh, so having the chance to deal him, uh, you know, them and the Dodgers were in like really big talks. Uh, I know the, the hangup was Gavin Lux, the shortstop for the Dodgers is what the deal breaker was. Uh, but baseball wise, uh, it's just terrible. We're not gonna be able to get anything out of it. Um, but you know, personally wise, it's absolutely disgusting to me. Guy's a fucking scumbag, dude. Yeah. Big time scumbag. Guy's an absolute scumbag. Now to, to, and I don't want to sound like I'm defending the guy cause I'm not, but when when we grew up, a 13-year-old girl looked 13. You know, nowadays, some of those girls look 20, okay? However, you need to be in your right mind to tell yourself she's fucking 13. Yeah, totally. Like, come on, bro. Like, you're a major league, you're a major league baseball player. What are you doing? Yeah, what the hell are you doing, man? You know, and, and, and you nailed it on the head. This isn't something that's like allegations. They have... Because this is how the process works. They go to Snapchat and they say, hey, we need all of the records from so-and-so and so-and-so. And And Snapchat, by law, gives them everything. So if you are a Snapchat user, okay, and you're listening to this, understand that. That's that little terms of service that you say. Okay, yeah, yeah, I accept. Every little thing that you have sent on there is still saved in a database. So just when you think that your folder is for your eyes only, it's not. So, not only is he fucked, he's royally fucked. I just saw uh, the judge denied bail on the ticker, and four new charges are brought against him. And this isn't just like state charges; this is federal crimes, man. Like he's looking at years, if not like he's looking at years and years and years. Idiot, dude. Yep. Yeah, Good I re- hate to see it, but in huge news. The Giants have benched Eli Manning, the end of an era. Putting in Daniel Jones instead. Yeah, uh, matter of time. <laughs> I saw a stat, you'll love this, Dino. Uh, I'm pretty sure he finished his career with a 116 and 116 record. So that about sums up Eli Manning in New York. Like, yeah, he's got the two Super Bowls, the improbable Super Bowls. Uh, but I mean, he rode those Super Bowls for, you know, 14 or 15. No, he came in with Ben 16 years, I believe now. So like he's had a great career, but yet yeah, a career of mediocrity other than those two Super Bowls. Well, which, which to be honest with you, it's magical. He even won two. So <laughs> enjoy, enjoy your rings. You got bailed out a few times. I think once by, uh, what was it? David Tyree. Yep. And then, and then, um, uh, who was their young wide receiver? Damn it. Oh, uh, yeah. Mario Manningham. Yeah. He caught awesome. a hell. Yeah, yeah, on the sidelines. You know what I mean? He got bailed out. Now, he made some, some impressive throws. But having said that, like, like, enjoy your money, Eli. You were never as good as Peyton. You tried to be. You weren't. You had a great career in New York. They're going to love you. They're going to retire your jersey. Enjoy yep. it. It's Daniel Jones' turn, and he deserves it. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to see Daniel Jones. I know everyone shit on that pick, but he had a great preseason, and I'm excited for him. I mean, young kid going in there can energize the city. Sticking in New York, though, did you guys see the game last night, the quarterback's injury? Oof. Oh, dude, absolutely. I don't know. He walked it off, and I legit saw it. I thought he snapped his ankle in half, 
Um, but apparently he just blew out some ligaments. But the dude walked it off to the sideline and walked uh, into the locker room. So mad props to Simeon. But, oh, dude, that was disgusting. And I don't know why they show it 17 times, too. Yeah, I mean, it was disgusting. It was disgusting. But I watched it multiple times. <laughs> you know, and, and it sucks for him. But th- this is the one problem when you, like, when you see NFL games being played on turf – this happens. His cleat got stuck in the rubber, and yeah, you know it is. It is what it is. Tough for him because God knows if he would have played well, you know what would have happened to his future. Now, you know, Darnold will come back, and that team's still his. And Simeon might never play another down in the NFL. Yep, you never know, man. Dude, uh, so let me switch gears a little bit here, JD. So Dino, do you know what's starting up in about another ten days, uh, two weeks here? Hockey season? <laughs> it's hockey season, which, Dino, I believe starts the best time for a sports fan in North America. You got the NHL starting, the NFL's in full swing, it's in the middle of the season, MLB playoffs are going on, and basketball's starting. I'm kind of eh, on basketball. Like, it, you got to watch like the last five minutes of an NBA regular season game, and playoffs only get interesting until the finals or the the semifinals. Uh, but dude, hockey's starting up. Oh my god, I can't wait. Dino, how do you feel? Uh, well, preseason's been going on since Sunday. Yeah, you know, tonight there was I think ten or or uh, nine or ten games that were being played. Real excited for it. There's a lot of there was a lot of free free uh, free agency moves throughout the year that has has kind of reshuffled the league a little bit. Um, me personally, I'm really excited to see how the Rangers are. They were going through a rebuild. We're able to kind of flip the script a little bit. Anyone yep. who's a Florida Panthers fan, JD, I know we're in that market. The Panthers might have a shot this year of actually being legit. Problem is, is their fans are morons. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so real excited for hockey season. Can't agree more. October is the best sports month, hands down. Yeah, absolutely love it, man. And yeah, Dino, it's an interesting year for Pittsburgh too. I will be, I'll be brief. Uh, you know, getting swept by the Islanders. You got an aging Crosby. Malkin had a down year. You're looking for him to bounce back. Uh, Hornquist had one of his worst years as a pro. He's been the, you know, the glue uh, for that team and for that power play. We just traded Phil Kessel, so it's a lot of turnover. Uh, GM Jr. Uh, Jim Rutherford is going to try and get all he can out of these last couple years of Crosby and Malkin. So. Uh, you know, he made a couple of trades this year, a couple of free agent signings. It's going to be interesting. And I smell a bet between us, between uh, the, the Penguins and the Rangers uh, in the standings, as well as, uh, you know, individual games, too. I'll make that bet whenever you want. Well, well we got to come up with something good off the air, and then we'll, we'll tell it on the air so it, it lives. Yeah, whatever you want. <laughs> you got it, babe. Let's go. Yeah, back yeah. in football, though, Jalen. What? What were you going to say? Uh, I'm sorry. Never mind. Continue. Oh, Jalen Ramsey is demanding a trade from Jacksonville. We got two options here. Do you think he's get tr- he gets traded, or what do you think about the whole AB situation for demanding trades now? Is this a new type of thing that's going to be going on? I think he does get moved, and I I think at a certain point, once your relationship gets severed, you can't you can't fix it, and I think that relationship's done. Jalen Ramsey has the, the credentials to be able to be like, trade me, and they will. But this is, this is kind of crazy to, to go from Jacksonville being one of the stud defenses yeah. that I've ever seen to just being fucking awful. 
So I think he does get moved, and I think he gets moved for at least two first-round picks. Oh, wow. Uh, dude, yeah, I think, you know, yeah, I think you touched on that, you know, beautifully there. Like, what a precipitous decline for that defense, dude. Just, you know, two years ago, they were just the best, and, like, you couldn't even move the ball against them. Uh, but, you know, you get a disgruntled employee like that, and, you know, J.D., you touched on, like, A.B. and this whole demanding a trade and whatnot, and even, you know, Le'Veon sitting out, too, you know, Gordon sitting out uh, for the first, you know, they're saying six to eight weeks. Uh, but I hate the precedent, and it's going to, I believe the collective bargaining agreement is up next year or two years. It's very soon, and I can 100% guarantee you that will be one of the main hot topic issues that's going to prevent uh, maybe not prevent, but delay football being played on time. I, I, I don't know, man. There's a lot of money to be made, but that's a huge issue for them, as well as guaranteed contracts. So, uh, you know, be ready for the next couple of years with the CBA. But uh, I hate the precedent that's being set by Antonio Brown. And I, does, I do think he gets traded. I think he gets traded uh, somewhere out west. I, I think the Niners. I'm liking the Niners. But with that, it's time for a little Money Trees segment with Joe Schmo. All right, so it's time to start this this session of Money Trees. Um, couldn't be more excited to have Schmo back on. Schmo, how we doing? Doing great, man. How are you guys? Good, brother. Good, brother. Fantastic. Um, stay stay tuned for later on. We're gonna do the the poll pod for most underrated movies. But for now, JD, take it away from Money Trees. All right, so it's going to work like this. You guys are going to give me your answer to the questions I'm going to ask. You have 45 seconds to give me your answer, and when your time is up, you will hear this. That is right. I bought myself a bell for this, um, So, but uh, don't think that I don't want to hear your sports opinions because I love uh, hearing your guys' thoughts, opinions, or analysis on this it's just for the sake of time and stuff like that. But to start us off, uh, guys, I want your two games versus the spread in college football. Joe Schmo, can you start us off? Absolutely. So we're going to go to the Big Ten this week, uh, looking at Michigan uh, going into Wisconsin. Uh, I'm going to take the Badgers uh, laying the points this week. Uh, so the line's three and a half. Uh, just not sold on Harbaugh, uh, especially in big games. Um, you know, they squeaked it out a few weeks ago against Army. Uh, but I think they're going to come up against a Wisconsin team that's playing great defense. Um, and I just don't think they're going to be able to to go in there and, and cover the spread. So I'm going to go ahead and land three and a half. Uh, and the, uh, the Badgers win by two touchdowns. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I like, uh, I couldn't agree with you more there. Shmo. I, I, I'm not sold on Harbaugh yet. They switched up the offense and uh, Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin stud running back from Jersey. Uh, I, I, I agree with you there. I think uh, that's a, that's a lock for me there. Three and a half. Uh, I mean, I, I think it's, I think it's going to be a, a fantastic football game. At Camp Randall, too. I wanted to get that in there. At Camp yeah, I, 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 once again, I think we're all on the same page. I'm not sold on Harbaugh. That's the common denominator that we all have. Wisconsin's offense is, 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 has some low-key firepower behind it. Their quarterback, and I, I'm, I'm not going to pull a JD here and, and, and butcher the last <laughs> name, Jack Cohen, I'm assuming. Um, the guy is 45 for 59 this year, approaching 600 yards in the air in two games, five TDs. Uh, I think I'm, I, I like the Wisconsin pick. Nice. All right. And then I'm doing the next pick as well. Yep. Right off, 
All right, perfect. So we're going to go to the SEC this time. Um, so we got 3.30 kickoff. Uh, so we got a double header on CBS. Uh, so the first game is going to be Auburn at Texas A&M. Um, you know, big thing here, I love Jimbo. Um, you know, shout out DePaul's Knowles. Uh, this guy knows how to game plan. Uh, and I think, you know, with Auburn coming in, you know, Knicks was a little shaky at first against Oregon. They ended up pulling that game out. Um, but then against Tulane, they struggled to, to separate themselves. Um, and then against Kent State, you know, they overpowered him, but they just they weren't convincing, in my opinion. Um, I think a and is going to have a, a good game plan. Um, and I like them to cover the uh, three and a half as well. Um, so I'm taking the home favorite uh, on Saturday. Yeah, I like I like that as well too, Schmo. I, I thought of this would be closer to a touchdown. Honestly, I know Auburn's ranked higher, but yeah, I, I really like Texas A and M here. Um, you know, the home field is a big thing, but I'm not 100% sold on Nick's either. I know he's good, and he led that comeback against Oregon at the first week, but yeah, di- totally different environment going into uh in, into A and M. Um, I I. I'm not. I've never been sold on Auburn at all this year. They they struggled with Oregon. They, to be honest with you, their offense looked like shit against Tulane. And the <laughs> only reason why they blew out Kent State was because of how bad Kent State played in the second half. In the first half, Kent State looked like a looked studly. Did they? Uh, no, they were down twenty four to ten. But that's studly for, <laughs> yeah, for Kent Max. State standards. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I think. You know, I'm not I'm not sold on Knicks. I think he's got a big road test here, and I also like A and M to cover this. Nice. Wow, it didn't have to use the bell there. We're, we're feeling good. We're we're grooving, baby. I honestly nice and was, quick. I like it. I was thinking about just just to keep talking to see if you would actually ring the bell on me. <laughs> drive. The you were 45. cutting it close, Dean. I know. I was about to drive the 45 minutes to your house and kick you in the balls. <laughs> Ring that fucking bell on me, dude. I can't wait well, for the first one. Well, let's see, because, Dean, it's time for your pick. Let's hear uh, it. Okay, so I, I'm, I'm really intrigued this week, mainly because I think Notre Dame covers the 14 at Georgia. I think I, – I like I, – look, I, I love Ian Book. I, 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 think, I think he's a really good quarterback. I, th- I think he's projectable in the pros – uh, now I understand the road test is about as tough as you could possibly get at this time. However, I think they cover the 14. That's a high spread coming in in, in two powerhouse type teams. But I think Dame's defense is actually really good. So I think they, I, I think they're able to control from a little bit more than people think. I do like Notre Dame covering the 14. Go ahead, Joshma. So I looked at this game, um, and honestly. Today was the first day I actually even looked at the lines, and, and I was shocked by that number. Um, you know, two touchdowns. Well, you think it's high? What's that? You think it's high? I think it's extremely high. Um, you know, I, I think at most Georgia should be eight to nine points. Um, but, you know, the 14, you, you have to take Notre Dame in, in the points. Um, you know, I just, I just can't see it. And they're adding an additional 1,000 seats there uh, this mm. week. I'm um, down here in Atlanta, so I'm surrounded by Georgia fans. Um, obviously, everyone's hyped about it. Uh, but I think, you know, at the end of the day, the backdoor covers is there for the taking if you're getting, you know, two touchdowns uh, in a big marquee matchup primetime. So I like Notre Dame as well. You know, oh, man, like I want to go Dame here, but 
I don't know, man. They've let me down so many times. I'm going Georgia, and also that makes it a little more intriguing going into this so we don't all have the same picks here. Uh, but, no, I could totally see that. That is a, a pretty high number for – I mean, Dame's ranked pretty high. I know Georgia's good, but, damn, that is a lot of points. But I'll go Georgia. I think they cover by uh, – they, they make that by field goal. Mm. I go to – I go my second pick. I wasn't yep. paying attention. Okay. So my, my, my second game is um, I, I'm, I'm going out on a limb here. Okay. I'm taking the Gamecocks from South Carolina at Mizzou. I, I, I watched all of South Carolina last week. I, I don't think they're as bad as a football team as, as the score reflected. I think their quarterback in Holinsky is pretty – I think he's pretty solid. I think he's a gamer. He took an absolute fucking beating. <laughs> <laughs> and I understand over Bama. I understand that Missouri's got a pretty high powered offense. They, yeah, they, Kelly, Bryant. Kelly Bryant has thrown for 800 yards. Um, I, I just, I, I think, I, I think they cover the nine and a half that they're getting. So I'm taking South Carolina on the road plus the nine and a half and everything in my heart says, this is wait, are we doing upsets of the week? Next. Okay, never mind. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm taking South Carolina uh, plus the nine and a half. All right. I wanted to click it so bad. I'm sorry. I know. I know you did. <laughs> Dean, Especially Dean would be, to you. Dean would be the one to get the first bell. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, Dean, but I, I also looked at that game. Um, oh. I stayed away from it, but I, I'm with you. You know, South Carolina, um, you know, they definitely showed some heart last week. You know, they were just outmatched uh, at the end of the day, as to be expected against Alabama. But that, that quarterback came in, um, and I think he, he made some really great throws um, going against, you know, potential NFL prospects. Um, and I think the nine and a half is just way too much. Um, you know, Kelly Bryant, Missouri, I think they're a little overhyped going into the season um, in terms of just where they're going to finish up in the SEC. Uh, so I, I like South Carolina plus the nine and a half as well. I'm going. I'm bucking the trend again. I'm going against you guys. I think Mizzou covers. Uh, I think that half point's big. I think they beat them by ten. Um, you know, it's early in, in the SEC season for them. I think they're in the SEC West, I believe. So, like, they haven't gone through the gauntlet yet. And South Carolina just played. You know, one of the more physical teams in the country. So, I'm going Mizzou. I think they cover in uh, by that extra half point there, and they cover by they get ten. All right, all right. All right, I'm going uh, – That I believe that goes to me, correct, for my two? Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right, boys. We're going to the Pacific Northwest. Uh, I like Oregon over Stanford. Oregon's favored by 10. I think for Oregon, they've had a lot of expectations this year. I think they step up and they win by two touchdowns over Stanford. It's going to be a hard-fought game, but I'm, I'm rolling the dice here on them because uh, I could see Stanford you know, keeping it close – uh, with the ground and pound offense, but uh, I like the Ducks here. Oregon over Stanford by ten. Mm. Uh, I'm sorry. Where is the game? I believe at Oregon. I, I will verify that. I'll I'll stick with the Oregon. I'll stick with the Oregon. Oh man, that's that's high. It's, it, it is a little high. Oh oh, it's at Stanford. Ooh. That's a very, okay. I'll I'll take the I'll, I'll take the, I'll take the home dogs. Stanford plus the ten. God damn it, Dean. Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm with Dean on this one. Um, you know, Stanford got embarrassed last week against UCF. 
Um, and I think, you know, they're going to be a prideful group and going back home, playing against a rival, um, you know, seven o'clock games can be four o'clock their time, but I, I, I like the 10 points. Um, I love a home dog, especially when they're getting double digits. So I'll take the 10. I like it. I like it. Uh, we're going to North Jersey boys and a Homer pick for you. Kate. Oh my God. We're going, we're going to Piscataway, New Jersey. <laughs> Uh, the old school rivalry game from the Big East, Boston College visits uh, Rutgers, and BC is favored by seven by a touchdown. Uh, I think Rutgers, you know, they killed me the other week versus Iowa, but I'm a homer. Screw it, man. I'm going. I think they uh, they keep it close, uh, but I, I hope they, uh, you know, keep it to at least seven points here. That's crazy because that's that's the game that's on my I don't give a fuck about list. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. But just for sake of conversation, because I saw how bad they screwed you, like I think last week or the two weeks ago. Yeah, I'm going BC, baby. I'm going old school Big East BC. If only I had Jared Dudley on the floor. Old Dudley. Uh, I'm with deep on this one. I like Rutgers. Um, oh, Boston go. College laid, laid an egg last week uh, against Kansas on Friday night. Um, it was a shocking loss. Um, so I like uh, I like Rutgers, and again I like the home dog getting the seven points. So shout out Kevin Snyder. <laughs> Snyder. Shout out Kevin Snyder, who had my back in a bench clearing brawl while he was on scholarship. I just <laughs> an absolute savage. Jumped the fence too. He- I think we had to cuss at him to get back. Yeah, yeah he was ready to go. Love him. All moving right, on, I want to hear. You, uh, yeah, moving on, I want to hear you guys' upset of the week. Joe Schmo starts off. Upset of the week. All right, so we are going to Chapel Hill uh, Saturday afternoon. We got uh, Appalachian State at UNC. It's um, getting plus three. Uh, think. You know, I think this line is just a little fishy to me um, for a couple of reasons. Um, Appalachian State coming off a game where they were in a shootout with Charlotte, uh, UNC Charlotte. And I lived in Charlotte uh, for a few years, so I got some exposure to that program. Um, you know, they came from D1AA yeah. and moved their way up. They're still trying to figure themselves out, get the talent they need to, to be successful at that level. And, you know, to see... Appalachian State give up that many points and then come in here and, and only get in the three. Uh, it just seems a little fishy to me. So I like App State, uh, the plus three, and then also on the money line, uh, plus 140. So nice. Give me App State over North Carolina. Okay, I'm, I'm going back to the Pac-12. I'm taking the Trojans from USC against Utah. Also, the line to me just looks a little fishy. USC is getting three and a half. It's a plus 140 money line. I understand Utah's got a pretty high-powered offense. They're they're averaging 440 yards a game. The thing that scares me about this pick is USC is allowing 410 yards a game. Damn. Okay, that's the one thing that scares me, and and that they've they've been getting torched. On the ground, they're averaging 145 rush yards a game. It scares me, but I've been in that stadium. I've seen the Trojans play at home. There, I don't know if there's anything more hype than a USC football pregame. I'm taking USC over the 10th team in the country. Utah 
Is it Utes or Utes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I believe it's Utes, but I kind of like Utes. <laughs> uh, I'm, okay, I'm taking USC over the Utah Utes. <laughs> That's so great. Sprinkle, sprinkle on the money line. Holla. <laughs> Love it. Oh. All right, I'm going uh, Northwestern at home versus Michigan State. Uh, they're getting eight and a half points. It's a noon game in Evanston, Illinois, man, sleepy Evanston, Illinois. Uh, so I just think that's a lot of points, especially how bad Michigan state looked I, you know, well against Arizona state. So yeah, give me Northwestern and the wildcats. I, I think they, with that eight and a half, I think it's a close game, but I think that eight and a half helps them out. And Michigan state got fucked last week. I don't know if you saw it, but, um, dude leaped over the set, the center, on the, on the, on the field goal and they, and they, and they missed it. Oh, and the kid that that's when I texted you guys and said he missed the kick by like a hundred oh, feet, yeah. <laughs> you know? So like now I understand when I saw it, when I ran it back because I, I saw it live and I was like, I didn't think, you know, I thought LeVar Arrington was the, like the last guy to be able to do that. Um, Are they not allowed to No, they're not allowed to not like, in college, but in, in pro you can though. Pro, I think you can do whatever you want. No, no. Cause pro, they, you they, can't pro. You can't hit the center, but you can jump over them. Yeah, I mean, uh, there was only one person in the world that was really good at it. Deepaw, who was it? Troy. Yeah, Troy was so good at timing that. <laughs> My goodness. Um, but yeah, they got screwed on that, and not saying they would have won the game because they look like absolute dog shit. But yeah. I don't know what has happened to to you know. Michigan State is now a football school because their football team blows. <laughs> Is that it? You guys gave all three? Yep. Yeah, that's it. All right, well, then moving on. Joe Schmo, what's your hard lock for college this week? All right, hard lock for the week is going to be in the Big 12. Uh, So we're going to the 730 game on ABC, uh, Oklahoma State at Texas. Um, You know, Texas, I think, Todd Herman, uh, a lot of people bought into this guy. I I don't think um, he's he's ready yet for – uh, the big time football uh, in Texas. Uh, so I like Oklahoma State. I like Mike Gunny and the boys to go in there. Uh, they're six point dogs. Uh, I like them to win outright. Um, so you're getting them plus six, and then you can also get a plus 180 on the money line. Um, I'm not sure which way that's going to go as, as we get closer to the weekend, but um, you know, you're getting that six right now uh, as we speak. So I like Oklahoma State to go in there um, and take care of business. You know, Texas giving up over 400 yards of offense a game. Um, mm-hmm. Oklahoma State's averaging over 540 yards a game on offense, uh, high-powered. You know, we all know how Mike Gundy and his offenses are. So I think this is going to be, um, you know, another one of those games like we saw with Texas when they played LSU yeah. on revamped offense. So, yeah, give me the six and, and also, uh, you know, sprinkle on the money line on the dog. <laughs> sprinkle. Like sprinkle. I like that a lot, Schmo. Yes, sir. Now, Dean, what are your two games that you just don't care about at all? You're not going to watch. Okay, two games I don't give a fuck about. Clemson. <laughs> I love um, how Dean tried to avoid it and Dean just went right into it. Yeah, no, no absolutely. No um, Family-friendly family friendly show. Okay, so, so I'm going uh, Clemson over the Charlotte 49ers. What a bullshit name. According to ESPN's Football Power Index, Clemson's uh, a 99.5% matchup predictor uh for the win that's bullshit it's a hundred percent 
Uh, Clemson's favored by 42. I'm taking them by 55. Um, the next Alabama versus Southern Mississippi, they're favored by 39 points. I'm taking Alabama by 56 and a half. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, I love it. Moving on to NFL, though, what are your guys' two games versus the spread? The NFL. We're not talking college anymore. Josh Schmo, start. All right. So first one we're going with here, uh, Broncos going to Lambeau. Um, you know, with this, I think the, the Packers right now, um, in terms of the market, I think they're a little overvalued um, just based off the, the two games they've played. They should have lost last week um, if it wasn't for Kirk, uh, Kirk Cousins just sucking in big-time scenarios. Um, so I like the Broncos getting eight points here. Uh, it's just one of those games, again, I think, you know, overreaction, people are going to go in, um, hammer the Packers. You can probably get this at, at nine um, come Sunday right before kickoff. So I would hold off and see if you can get uh, a little bit more value on the Broncos. But uh, I would take them at plus eight, uh, if not higher. Dude, the one thing I've been reading about the Packers and Aaron Rodgers is you never bet against them at home in September. I'm sticking to it. I took them last week versus the Vikings. Uh, I just think Aaron Rodgers, when it's good weather out like that, I know they kind of struggled a little bit. But I saw a glimpse. He was like eight of nine for 140 yards and two touchdowns before Mike Zimmer figured out their offense. So I'm hoping we see that same Rodgers. Give me the pack attack. I'm taking the Packers as well. Oh, finally, we got some separation, Dean. Let's go. Uh, yeah, I, that, that was the that was one of the games I had, but I'll I'll change it real quick. But I, I yeah, I like the pack. All right, and then game number two, um, we're gonna go to Indianapolis. Uh, so Falcons at Indy uh, this weekend. Um, I don't want to talk about the game Sunday night. Uh, <laughs> I was there, uh, unfortunately, watching my Eagles. But um, you know, we, we all have seen what Matt Ryan's been doing the first two weeks. Um, he's made a lot of bad decisions. He, you know, he's got five interceptions to five touchdowns. Uh, I'm not sold on their offensive line. Uh, they have you know injuries there. Uh, they're young. You know, uh, Jacoby Brissett. I think he's done a, a pretty decent job filling in. Um, you know, obviously with the big news that came out with Luck before the season started. And their defense uh, is still legit. So, you know, they're laying one and a half points right now at home. Typically, you know, you're the home team. You're laying at least a field goal. Um, so I, I like just laying the one and a half here. Uh, I think that the, uh, the Colts game will pull this one out. And uh, so, yeah, I'm taking the Colts on Sunday. Fuck me, dude. That was my other game. I, I like the Falcons here. Oh, in Indy. In Indy. You think, you think they win by, uh, what, like a field goal? Or you think they're winning by, like, a touchdown? Well, the, the, the line I have is three. Hmm. So I still like the Falcons. Yeah, but I got to go, go. But I'll go with Schmo's line. I'm I like that line better. Yeah, I'm seeing one and a half. Perfect. I'll take the Falcons. Yeah, I kind of – I saw some things with Indy. I think they're finally starting to figure out life without Andrew Luck. Uh, at home, I mean, the Falcons, that was – like you said, like you said, Schmo, like, I just don't trust Matt Ryan right now. You know, you say, you asked me this question a couple of years ago and it's a different answer, but, uh, as of late, especially this year, yeah, he's been throwing a lot of, uh, reckless interceptions. And I think the Colts, I, I think they win by field goal here. Is it my turn? Well, uh, do you still have yours? You want me to go? 
Yeah, no, I, I just changed mine because mine are really easy. Okay, um, I, I'm going against the fucking two worst teams in the NFL. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm hanging the, the the points on the Patriots and the Cowboys to beat the Jets and Dolphins respectively. I don't care what the fuck the spread is. Mine says seventeen and a <laughs> half. The Patriots are giving to the Jets. I'll take it. And and the Cowboys are giving twenty and a half. It says on mine against the Dolphins. I'm taking them both. I'm not betting. Ag- I'm not betting. I, I will. Fuck it. I'm taking them both. <laughs> Shmo, who do you got in this? All right, so uh, just to give you a heads up, Dean, it's it's up to 23 now for New England, and I, I know you don't give a fuck. but I'll take uh, it. I'll take it's, it. It's just going to continue to rise. Um, we're in uncharted territory right now uh, with this. Uh, I, I don't remember the last time that there were two games uh, with lines this big in the NFL. I mean, you just you just don't hear it. Um, you know, both organizations, the Jets and, and the Dolphins, are, are just – they're terribly run, um, and you know, as hard as it is to to bet against them, uh, I'm going to take the two dogs. I, I just that's so many points. Um, Ooh, ah, idiot! Yeah, the Patriots. <laughs> I mean, I, I could see the Patriots hanging 56 on on the Jets, um, but just sticking to principles, uh, it's it's just too many points. So I'll take the two dogs. All right, I'm going with popular opinion here. Yeah, Dallas. I think they blow them out, and yeah, I could, I could see, it, <laughs> I could see it in the 40s. Like, I mean, maybe Luke Falk comes out for like a drive, but like, dude, Belichick's just the evil mastermind. He'll figure him out. Uh, yeah, both, both, they'll cover both of those. I'm thinking about sending uh, an email to the Jets asking if they need me to suit up just to like walk <laughs> the sideline. I can throw screen passes all day. All day. It's so embarrassing what they've become. All right. Uh, so one of mine uh, was the Miami one. I was going to take Cowboys on there. Um, so give me a second here and I can look for a, a third game. unless one of you guys has one that we could throw into it. Uh, but my first game, uh, Panthers at the Cardinals. I like what I saw out of Kyler Murray last week. They hung with Baltimore all week. They had chances to win it. Uh, if Kingsbury doesn't kick a field goal there, field goal there, I kind of like their chances scoring a touchdown in a totally different ballgame. Uh, they're a two-and-a-half-point dog at home. Uh, you know, banged up Cam Newton. You know, they had a little bit of extra rest playing on the Thursday night game. But, uh, you know, if you can stop Christian McCaffrey, which is a task, uh, I mean, you're going to have a great chance to win. And the, the, the whole offense runs through them. So uh, the Cardinals get their first win of the year to move to 1-1-1 one, one, and one on the year. Uh, I like the Cardinals because I think something's seriously wrong with Cam Newton, not only on the field, but off the field because of the way he dresses. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, I love this pick, uh, when I was going through and, and seeing what everybody put down, uh, this was a game that stuck out to me. And, um, you know, for all the reasons that Paul had mentioned, um, you know, Kyler Murray's, I think starting to really settle in, uh, you know, Cliff did a great job, I think in week two of not trying to overcomplicate things. Uh, week one, the first three quarters, he admitted to doing that. Um, and, you know, I, I'm with you. I think they get their first win of the year. And, uh, you know, it's just typical Panthers. Um, you know, they, they overused Cam in the past, and he's just, he's just getting hurt every year now. Um, the injuries are starting to build up, and I, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if, if he ends up retiring after this year and goes up to, to New York City and going to the runways and do all that fashion shit that he's been doing because <laughs> uh, he's, not, he's not playing football anymore. He's just uh, – he right? So, I'll take all right. I, hey, I got a question for you. Where's the Vikings and Raiders game at? Uh, it's in uh, Minneapolis. All right, Vikings. I see seven and a half. What do you guys got for that one? I got seven and a half. Got all right, 
I think the Vikings cover seven and a half versus the Raiders in Minneapolis. I'm taking the Raiders. Raiders. I'm taking the Raiders. Yeah, so um, <laughs> I'm taking the Raiders as well. They, uh, what, what they've done the first two weeks of the year, uh, they, they've stacked the box and they've forced whoever they've gone up against to throw the ball. Obviously against the Chiefs, that's stupid. Um, you know, Mahomes just lit them up you know, last week. But I think they're going to stack the box, uh, force Cousins to have to try and throw the ball. Um, and I think the nine points is going to be too much for them to, to overcome in terms of covering the spread. So I'll take the Raiders in the nine. Nice. What are we going Schmo, to? Schmo, what's your hard lock? My hard lock is we're going through so many games here. Give me one second. Uh, my apologies. <coughs> Redskins. Uh, all right. So this one will be uh, prime time for Depot and I when we're in Vegas. This will be a 520 kickoff. Let's go. Uh, go to dinner. Uh, but I'm <laughs> taking the uh, Rams minus three uh, in Cleveland. Um, you know what? First two weeks, the Browns, they've just had penalties uh, out the wazoo. I think they're averaging 13 penalties a game uh, the first two <laughs> weeks of the season. Uh, you know, that kind of stuff's going to end up catching up to you uh, in the long term. And I think Sean McVay is going to take Kitchens to town in terms of game planning. Uh, I think the Rams are going to win by 10. And, uh, yeah, they're going to beat the Browns. So, be the Rams. Love it. Now, what's the upset of the week in the NFL? Upset of the week is <coughs> Redskins. <laughs> uh, we didn't have that. Or, oh, yeah, we did have that. Uh, Texans at uh, Chargers. Uh, Texans getting three and a half. Um, I think the Texans are going to come out. Chargers, Chargers are a weird team. Um, they, every year, especially a way to, to screw things up. Uh, I don't get it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I like. I like what Sean Watson's doing. You know, they went against the Jags last week. Uh, you know, Jalen Ramsey shut down Hopkins. The Chargers don't have anyone even close to that in the secondary. Uh, they have injuries in the secondary uh, as we speak. And so I think, uh, I think the Texans are going there. Bill O'Brien hopefully will not screw this one up as he has in the past. Uh, but I think they're going to pull the upset uh, against the Chargers. Dino, who you got? For my lock? Upset. Upset taking the skins, bro. Love it. Monday night, getting six and a half at home. Nope. Against the Bears that I, I'm not sold on. Absolutely not. Redskins. Monday night. Redskins. <laughs> Dude, uh, I'll continue on that homer train. Steelers at 49ers getting seven points. It's Mason Rudolph's first start. Uh, James Conner is talking about playing. I don't know. He may have done something to his knee. I don't know. Everyone, it's basically us against the world. We could be 0-3. Uh, so dude, I got to go with my Steelers, you know, give me the seven points and, uh, and hope and pray that they, they cut or they get, they bear, they're able to get that. Let's go. Dude, trying to avert disaster. Owen it would, three. it would be, yeah. Nuclear meltdown type disaster. In When's the last time you guys were on three to start the season? Oh dude. Couldn't tell you. Uh, honestly. Uh, 1985. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, dude, like maybe, uh, I mean, after the Neil O'Donnell years, uh, you know, they lost to the, the Cowboys in, uh, it was like their mid nineties, 94 or something, 95 like that. Um, maybe shortly after that, before, uh, before we got Cordell. That's crazy. Yeah. It's been a while. 
But before we wrap up this edition of Money Trees, guys, I want your fantasy sleeper for this week. Okay, you're going to be surprised with my pick. I'm going with Teddy Bridgewater. Um, this is a guy that that has been been capable of of, of running a high powered offense. I think I, I think he'll be fine. I think Peyton's got a game plan for him, and it's it's hard to see the Saints not not put up points with the type of offense that they have. I think uh, there's not a chance in hell he ever expected to play last week. He's got a week of preparation. I, I would now. I'm not if you have a if you have a quarterback on your roster that 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 you like. I'm just saying if you need a free agent to pick up Teddy Bridgewater, he'll get you at least 20 points guaranteed. Mark it down. Facts. Bet. Nice. I'm going. Uh, I alluded to James Conner being a little banged up. I'm going Jalen Samuels. Uh, he's the backup running back right now for Pittsburgh. I think he has a, a, a touchdown and probably around 50, 60 yards total. Uh, he's a great pass catcher. I believe he holds the, or held the, uh, the record, uh, for most receptions at NC state as a running back and kind of slot receiver hybrid. So, uh, they like him, uh, you know, throwing to him. You got a, a new quarterback in Rudolph, uh, you know, going to be checking down a little bit. So I'm going Jalen Samuels. Yeah. And I like, I think he's getting you about 12 points there. All right, perfect. Uh, so I'm going with Jason Witten. Uh, if you have any tight end issues, uh, two games, two touchdowns to start the year. They're going against the Dolphins uh, at home. So I think some red zone opportunities are going to be there for him again this week. Um, so you may get one or possibly two touchdowns from him. Um, so whatever your scoring system is, there's tons of it out there, but um, I'm taking Jason Witten this week. Touchdown machine. Yep. Well, that wraps up this edition of Money Trees. Joe Schmo, we thank you again for coming on again and taking the time out of your day to come on. Uh, congrats on the wedding. Happy for you, man. You guys got right. anything else? Appreciate it. Hey, don't do anything stupid like I did in Vegas. <laughs> I, I did yeah. a lot of stupid. I'm, I'm taking care of him. He's got, yeah, he's got his buddy Deepaw looking after him. It's yeah. going to be a good time. Appreciate you guys yeah. having me on. Hey, have fun. Fly safe. All right. Appreciate it, all right, brother. So, yeah, I hope you enjoyed that with uh, Money Trees, the segments, a fan favorite segment. We know that you enjoy it and we're glad that you enjoy it. But now it is a Pol Pod Thursday and it's time for underrated movies. You guys know the drill, how this works. I'm going to go first. My third, my number three underrated movie is Solo. It's a story about Han Solo. It's a Star Wars movie. It's not one of the episodes. It's part of the trilogy, though, I guess. It's kind of in the middle. It's the beginning, I guess you could say, before all of the uh, stuff happened with uh, – it's, isn't it – it's supposed to take place between three and four, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just before A New Hope. Yeah, I, I, and personally, I love it. You know, it's he meets Chewbacca. You know, it tells you the story. You know – uh. I'm forgetting his name, but I know the actor's name, Billy D. Williams, who plays him. Uh, is his name Lando? Oh, that's name? Donald. That's Donald. Uh, Donald Glover. Yeah, Childish, I know. But in the Childish Gambino. Yeah, I know. Oh, but in the, in the original. Ones, um, yeah, his name is Billy D. Williams. In the original. yeah, 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 yeah. His name is Lando. Yeah, and it tells you how they meet, Lando how he gets the Millennium Falcon. How yeah, how he gets the Millennium Falcon. You know, box office like we were talking about before wasn't there, but. In my opinion, very underrated for the appreciation that I got for it. My number two is This is the End. 
I'm basing this movie off comedy. This is one of the funniest movies I've ever watched. It's one of my favorite movies if I'm just looking to laugh. I love how the characters play themselves. Jonah Hill's Jonah Hill. Uh, you know, they're all like they all themselves. Seth Rogen's in it. James Franco's in it. Is it Michael uh, Sarah in it too? McLovin. Yeah, I mean, McLovin, yeah. Uh, yeah Sarah. Sa- Sarah's in it for about like 20 minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah he gets stabbed good. by the pole. But I mean, I love how they play themselves. It's about like the apocalypse. Apop- apocalypse. I can't speak. Coming down, and uh, they got to like find their way and do good deeds to get back up into heaven or whatever. I mean, it's just, it's just a great movie, and they all go crazy inside the house. It's a great movie if you're just looking to laugh with your friends. Now, my number one. I didn't tell you guys this because I'm not. I'm wondering how you guys are going to take this, and. Personally, I love the story. It is a book, but it was made into a movie. And its I haven't seen it in a while, but I don't think it gets enough appreciation, and that's why I'm saying it's underrated. The Outsiders. This is such an amazing story. I don't know. I've Get always, the fuck no, out of here. I, the Outsiders <laughs> is very underrated. For the cast that it had with yeah, Matt it's a Dillon. Great, it's a great cast. Thomas Hell. Patrick Swayze, Rob Lowe. I mean, it goes on. And Tom Cruise was in it too. It's a great movie. And I do think it's it's underrated. And this is why I say I'm telling you this now because, Dean, I knew exactly what you were going to say. But I really wanted to say it because I I like the movie. Do you know? Have you ever seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. We, I, but I think it was our seventh grade English class. We were like, we had to see it. Yeah, I haven't watched it since. You know why? Because it, <laughs> sh- it bored the shit out of me. <laughs> What? I like that movie. I, 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 I very underrated. I would call it overrated. No. I like your other two picks. I really do. But this one, sketchy. All right. Well, all right. I, I, I get that. I mean, I let's knew it what was you got my, that, my first one. Yeah, I knew my first oh, one was going to be kind of on the edge. But yeah, let's hear you, D. You're putting me on a blast right now. Number three, Public Enemies. Johnny Depp, uh, the story of John Dillinger. Look. It was it was a it was a movie that didn't get much hype when it originally came out. It had I think it only had a budget of like two hundred million bucks or something like that. They did a great job um, depicting it. The history was a little off, but like I, it's underrated for for Johnny Depp's purposes. Um, my my number two is Drive. If you've ever seen the movie Drive with Ryan Gosling, he's just a driver. Okay, and it's just it's beautifully done. It's one of the most underrated movies I have ever seen. I've I've seen it probably four or five times, and it has consistently impressed me every time I've seen it. It's just really well done. So big shout-out to the movie Drive. Plus, I love Gosling. Number one, and, and understand, right, this is tough for me because I, I hated Tom Cruise after the first Mission Impossible. Hated him. But Tom Cruise is a hell of an actor the movie the edge of tomorrow which not many people know about is tom cruise emily blunt who i think is gorgeous and he just relives the day over and over and over again until he gets it right groundhog day yeah and it's awesome there's like i've i remember the first time i watched it i watched it every day for the next six days and I, I for like anytime I get a chance to watch this, and maybe this is a future pod, which is like, or a, a, a poll pod, which is like, no matter how many times, did we do this one already? No matter how many times you've seen the movie, if it's on TV, you watch it. 
No. Did we do that one? Okay, well, like that one needs to be to be a poll pod, but those are my top three. Now, JD, out of curiosity, how many of those have you seen? I've seen Public <laughs> Enemies, I think, like once, but it was a very long time ago. Like I could not tell you what it was about, but I feel like I've seen it. I've never heard of Drive and I've never heard of The Edge of, Demar- of Tomorrow. I've never even heard of it. Okay, put those on your list with Interstellar. Oh, dude, I forgot JD didn't watch Interstellar. Oh, my God. Yeah, put that on your list. Public Enemies has, has Stephen Graham, who plays Capone in Boardwalk. He plays Babyface Nelson. Channing Tatum's in it for about 30 seconds. Christian Bale's in it. Um, the chick from Inception, what's her name? Um, Marion Cotillard. Okay, love her, and she was great in that, in that movie with um, – oh, God, with Pitt. What, what the fuck was it called? They uh, – it was like World War One or World oh, War Two. Uh, yeah, about the spies. Um, I loved that movie. No, that, yeah, that was a good movie. Oh shit, dude. Yeah, it's gonna kill me. Yeah, Ally. the, Allies. Thank yeah, you. Good flick. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, those are my three. Yeah, loved Public Enemies. Drive. I wanted to see that. I remember like that coming out and wanted to see it, and I never did. I got to check to see where I can find that. And yeah, I really Edge of Tomorrow is an underrated movie. I really like that movie. It's a uh, takes you a little bit to get used to it, you know, because he keeps dying and all. But, yeah, it's a great flick. Uh, J- JD Solo just literally just finished it today and absolutely loved it. I, t- I told Dino in a private – in another conversation, uh, it might be in my top three favorite Star Wars movies, including all of them. Um, and Outsiders cracks me up. <laughs> I don't think I've seen it since eighth, since eighth grade. <laughs> Hold on a second. Have we all seen every Fast and the Furious movie? You're gonna uh, hate me. No, I have. I've seen all the early ones, like, but no, I haven't seen like all the recent ones and shit. Like, I've uh, the last one I saw was whenever Paul Walker, like, they played Paul Walker dying into it. Uh, the, there's only been one after that. Okay, then that's it. Well, it, it, do you consider Hobbs and Shaw one? No, 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 no. Right. I mean, for, for sake, of, okay, hold on a second, JD. Are you gonna tell me you've never seen them? I. I never got into it. I, I don't. No, like I, I don't like them. I don't like them. Did you see like the first em. one? Yes, it's boring to me. I don't like oh, it. Get the fuck! <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm sorry. I've seen oh, it. They're on Netflix. They're oh, on Netflix. I've seen it. Oh, bro. I, <laughs> it's I just love, like it I doesn't do. get my attention. I don't know. I just like I did watch it. It's just like I like I never like like if it was on when I'm at my friend's house, I'd watch it. Do I like willingly want to watch it? No, I don't. I, I could care less. Bro, I'll tell you this. Like, I love you to death. I would take a bullet for you. But right now, you are pissing me off. Dino. First Hold the on. Outsiders and now the Fast and Furious. Well, how you can ha- – I'm not – I can't even entertain this. Anyway, one of these days we're going to have to list Star Wars movies then, you know. Dino. You know yes, sir. I can give you one reason why he hasn't seen that movie. When do you think the first Fast and Furious came out? It was like 2001. It was 2001 and like it's based off of cars from like, you know, the late 90s and 2000s. So it's just like I could see because even watching it now, it's like, damn, like I do remember that time, like, you know, growing up in that time. The Honda Civics, bro. Right. And yeah, like all the The underglow, the way everyone dressed, like it was just something else. Like I feel like I was like eighth grade the first time I saw that and I was like, oh my God, I want all of these cars. So it's like I could see why JD hasn't seen it and why it could bore him. But for someone our age, yeah, it'd be it's inexcusable to have not seen the Fast and the Furious. Dude, Fast Five, you and I were dancing in the movie theater. (laughs) Like With like three other people in the theater. <laughs> yeah, 11 a.m. matinee. That was great. 
Oh, shit, it was good. All right, uh, I'll rattle mine off quickly. I My number three, Gone in 60 Seconds. Oh. Great flick, dude. He's got to boost 50 cars in a night so his kid brother doesn't get killed by a gangster. Absolutely love it. There's a ton of people in it, a uh, ton of action. Just great movie. Um, number two, I, w- I just saw last week. It was on, like, Stars or something, and I recorded it, and I was so hyped. Uh, a Knight's Tale with Heath Ledger. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a, a, a I believe a, a squire, a knight squire when his knight dies and he takes it over without being a noble and competes in all of uh, these events and whatnot. But what I love about it is they play like modern rock music. Like they're playing like Queen and like ACDC whenever he's doing all these, uh, um, you know, jousting scenes and shit. And I love it. Uh, two people who are hilarious that are in it, Dino, the dude, uh, Mark Addy, I believe is Robert Baratheon in Game of Thrones. And, oh, piss off. Yes, dude. And Steve the Pirate from Dodgeball is also in it, too. So it's like their main characters. It's <laughs> so I love it. Uh, and another one, dude, I was just – I cleaned out my basement and was like getting rid of a bunch of shit. And I came across all these old DVDs. For my number one, it was called Hunted. It was with Tommy Lee Jones and Benicio Del Toro. Yep. Benicio Del Toro is this uh, – like special ops dude like the best of the best from the u.s and he kind of goes crazy and goes missing and they bring in tommy lee jones to hunt him down and uh i believe it's in the pacific northwest and they go through this like crazy you know uh forest like going after each other like trying to kill each other uh like they basically just drop tommy lee jones off and he goes and finds them uh great flick uh it reminds me of those like u.s marshall days from those old movies with tommy lee jones and wesley snipes and whatnot absolutely love that movie hunted gotta go see it if you haven't yet i remember seeing hunted great movie gone in 60 seconds is great i mean giovanni rabisi uh, dude I, um, I i didn't jot it down before i knew it was something rabisi but yeah i didn't want to you know name drop the wrong one yeah i mean that's the dude that steals ted uh <laughs> great actor he's he's also in public enemies he's in a lot of like random sneaky shit pete. sneaky pete on amazon is a great series he's, he plays a con man it's amazing yeah he's great um Cranston's in that too uh, who? Uh, why can't I think of this dude's name? Who is um, who is the dude in the Godfather? Um, uh, the oh my Thanks god, dude. is that no 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 no? Why am I blanking on this? This is embarrassing. That I, I'm blanking on the character's name. Um, he's the 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 concierge. Yeah, James Con. No, James Con is. Is Sonny. Oh, you are right. It's, um, oh, dude, this is killing what the me. Hell? This is, this is embarrassing. Yeah. I'm looking it up. I can't take it anymore. Because, because he's, he's also Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall. Thank you. He he's was in, in Gone in 60 Seconds. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a great movie. And, but look, I hate Nicolas Cage. Like he was only good in like three movies and the rock was one of them. Gone in 60 seconds National was the Treasure. other. And National Treasure. Other than that, he's, he sucks. <laughs> But if you have time, YouTube the clip. Nicholas Cage loses his shit. It's, the, it's okay. so funny. <laughs> okay, watch that clip. JD, I'll send it to you after this. Classic. Can't wait, but that was our top three most underrated movies. We want to know your list. Send us uh, your list. Uh, just DM us, email us. We want to hear from you. 
Um, but moving on from that, Luis Severino had his return, and it was absolutely amazing. It was everything that I hoped for personally. He went four innings, giving up no runs, four Ks. That's all I needed. I just wanted the assurance that he was okay. He was throwing fuzz. He was throwing 98. He mm. struck out two batters right in a row in the second inning. That slider was sharp. He a little wild on the changeup, but that's expected coming back from facing live batters. He didn't really have a lot to do, uh, do with in the minors because the minor league season was ending. But enough talking about Luis Severino. This is breaking. We're filming right now. Uh, Dylan Batances just tore his Achilles. Oh, shit. Partially. Listen, yeah, but that's you, a tear you, to me. Even, yeah, even a partial tear, dude. That, you can't do anything without your Achilles. Nope. That, it's, it's depressing, but at the end of the day, do they really need him? No, they wanted him. So it's not going to hurt that bad. But sad to see uh, Sevy came back and was Sevy. Problem is, is he's always been good to pitch in the regular season. Can he do it in the postseason? We'll find out. For sure. And before we wrap this pod, it's time for the great Dean's final thought. Okay, so my final thought is really simple. I have been pushing my luck to get to work on time every day <laughs> lately. And um, how close are we talking, Dino? Oh, uh, it's close, bro. It's close. You know, like. It's five minutes, give or take, and it all depends on if I hit the lights or not. So I asked, you know, my question in my head, well, how much time do I waste a day at a red light? Oh, no. And I came across that that the uh, the average time spent waiting at a red light is 75 seconds, which is approximately – 20% of all drive time. Jeez. The average person will spend six months of their life waiting for red lights to turn green. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Just horrible. It's awful. Yeah, the worst is whenever like you're coming up on a red light too and you're just like, please stay green, please stay green, please stay green, please stay green. And you see it go, and you got to make that split-second decision. Like, obviously, you don't want to be running red lights, but, like, going through at yellow. And, like, how close, like, is it, a, is it a quick yellow? Like, did it just turn yellow? Or was it, like, are you in the middle? Or are you at the end? Like, it all goes into, like, that quick, you know, uh, you know millisecond decision you got to make. I hate it. It's a tough decision, and it normally results in me slamming on the brakes. Uh, whoa, what is this? A bonus fact. This is fantastic. I can't believe it. Bonus fact. Ding, ding, ding. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. Ding, 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 ding. Thank you. Bonus fact. Um, a jellyfish's mouth is also its anus. I didn't need to know that. I'm done. <laughs> well that's all for this edition of major league talk we hope you enjoyed make sure to follow us on social media on twitter and facebook at jd with sports and instagram at jd with sports.co you guys got anything else yeah real quick so do they call it a manus then <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm done <laughs> all right boys it's always a pleasure Deepaw, have fun in vegas with schmo don't do anything i wouldn't do uh oh, that's not saying a lot do you know hey JD, you got a lot of stuff to do this weekend. Edge, edge of tomorrow, drive, interstellar, the outsiders. Enjoy your weekend. Hey, see you, boys.
the jungle.